The LA Clippers would lose their second game this season against their hallway rivals, the Lakers, 106-103 on Sunday night. It was the worst Clipper performance in quite some time with Kawhi Leonard, at least in the lineup. The first Kawhi Leonard loss in 12 games, actually 13 games. What went wrong? What big decisions were made that cost the Clippers? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. Our Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, born and raised in L.A. and been a Clipper fan for 19 years now. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod or subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. sports content. Went live directly after the game and Locked On Clippers free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what you thought the biggest issue with the Clippers was in this game. Why did we lose? Just give me all your thoughts. Second time this season losing to the Lakers after 11 consecutive victories. So, very interesting indeed. This episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place to find good deals on last-minute tickets. And all you got to do is download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. But let's talk about this one. The Clippers losing at 106-103. And I'm not going to really mince words here. Three out of our big four didn't have a good enough game. Let's start with our best player, Kawhi Leonard. His worst game in so long. you got to give LeBron James some credit. He took the challenge, and we don't see this much these days from him. Take the challenge of guarding the best player or yeah the best player on the opposing team and Kawhi Leonard was that LeBron did a good job I don't remember Kawhi scoring on him but that being said so many shots that Kawhi just missed LeBron put a hand up like anybody else would and he played as good of defense as you could play but Kawhi just missed a lot of them were short and he even had some bad misses that were like off to the right or left so it was just I, I it seems like Kawhi was just bound to have a bad shooting game at some point. I mean, he can't be. His efficiency has been unreal. So, just so happened to be this game, which is unfortunate. Similar situation for James Harden. He had a tough one. I mean, he could not hit his shots. His three ball eventually started. He had two threes in the fourth quarter, but one of them was a little bit late. It actually did end up giving us a chance, though, to tie the game because he cut the game down to two. But he was turning the ball over a lot. Five turnovers. A couple of possessions where it just felt like he was kind of ball pounding a bit. And, you know, there was that one possession against Christian Wood where he tried to get the foul, lost the ball, and then we got a three scored on by D'Angelo Russell on the other end. So, you know, Norm, it hurt him, I think, as well before the fourth quarter when he hit two threes to push us to having a 9-0 run and getting kind of back in the game and making that late push. But Harden and Norm, they just got to be careful with the foul-baiting stuff. You might get in the regular season, but in the big games, 
Reps might swallow the whistle. Are some of them fouls? Absolutely. A lot of the times they are. But you got to still play the game. You know, and I thought that was a little bit of a crucial possession where Harden lost the ball there after, you know, taking a good amount of t- chunk of time off the clock and then we got scored on to the other end. But that being said, James Harden still created a ton of good looks in the pick and roll, whether it be the Zubots, finding open shooters. Even in the fourth quarter, he created a really good open three for Kawhi in the right corner, didn't go in. Then an open three for Norman Powell that didn't go in. So he was robbed of a couple of assists and he still ended up getting nine of them in this game he finished with 15 points and nine assists to go along with four rebounds on four for 13 shooting three for seven from three and four for five from the line Kawhi Leonard was had 15 points and eight rebounds on six for 17 shooting and two for seven from three and each of James Harden and Kawhi missed a free throw and they were the only two players to miss free throws for the team. We were 17 for 19 from the line. So we continued to shoot well from the foul line. But we were only 40% from the field. 38% from three, but it felt like lower than that. And speaking of teams that shot well from three, Lakers shot above their average from three. They shot 38% from three and 51% from the field. I think a lot of it too is, and I watch Laker games consistently, this was one of their best games in a long time. You know, they were on a four-game winning streak. I'm sorry, losing streak. And they were not playing well. The talk around Darvin Ham and if he's, if he's going to be the Laker coach for the foreseeable future is a huge conversation right now. They'd lost five out of their last six games, nine out of 12 since the in-season tournament. That number may be 10 out of 13, actually. But they were desperate. And against the Clippers, you know, their first look at this new Clipper team, they played hard. And I thought their defense was really good. I thought Anthony Davis was just a presence, as always, around the rim and even on the perimeter. So many times he was switched on to Paul George and various guys and did a really good job. Kawhi Leonard as well. And then they were making their threes. You know, their role players have been very hit or miss this season. A lot of times miss. Cam Reddish, two for three from deep. Two of them in the third quarter. Torian Prince. I mean, that three he made to put the Lakers up 101 to 98, that was really a backbreaker. And he had it going all night. You know, three for six from deep for him, 13 points. Cam Reddish, two for three from deep. And then D'Angelo Russell, he started out bricking everything, but his three threes were very timely. He hit those two in the third quarter, both of them in transition off Clipper misses. And that was, I think, a big problem with the Clippers, too, is we just wet cold. And in the third quarter, in that sequence, LeBron had Norman Powell cross-matched in transition, so he double-teamed him. He threw it across the court to D'Lo for an open three and admit and it made. Then... D'Lo just pulled up for three because he was feeling himself. And that's how it can be sometimes with D'Lo. He's a microwave at times. And then, as I said, that third three was when Harden lost the ball. Then you had Russell Westbrook, who you know he has a little something extra against the Lakers. But in the opposite sense of Harden, where sometimes I feel like he can be lethargic and slow things down, Westbrook unnecessarily sped it up. It felt like he has something to prove so badly against the Lakers that he was just kind of pressing a little too hard and not letting things just kind of flow. I, I, like In particular, the end of the third quarter, Paul George was pl- shooting better than any of our players. And Russ just kind of tried to create himself instead of looking to get PG that ball when he was 4 for 8 from 3 at one point. And I think he can make smarter decisions than that. And I don't think he shot... I mean, I think he shot too many threes in this game too. I, you know what I, I always say about Russ? If he shoots three threes... He makes one of them, don't shoot the fourth. 
If he makes two of them, shoot the fourth. He was one for four in this game and three for nine from the field. And the Clipper bench got outscored in this one. You did not probably predict that as a Clipper fan going into this game that our bench would be outscored. But we only scored 23 points off the bench. Amir Coffey played 13 minutes and had a donut. The Lakers, on the other hand, had 31 points off the bench. And D'Angelo Russell obviously comes off the bench now. Christian Wood had a really good impact for them with 9 points and 10 rebounds. So they really got contributions from across the board. Even Max Christie, you know, he's been out of the rotation for a lot of the season, but he's been getting minutes lately, and I thought his defense was pretty good, and he had 7 points and 3 rebounds. So you got to also give credit to the Lakers. But I think the biggest reason the Clippers lost, and we're going to get into the decisions and questionable things that Ty Lue did and stuff in the fourth quarter in a second, but... When Kawhi Leonard shoots 6 for 17, James Harden shoots 4 for 13, Russell Westbrook shoots 3 for 9, Norman Powell shoots 3 for 12, and Paul George is 1 of 5 in the fourth quarter, you're probably not going to beat a good team. And despite what their record suggests, I think the Lakers are a good team. I don't think they're a great team. And on Sunday night, they played like a good team. And it was a bad game for the Clippers. I just felt like... The offense just didn't have the same pace to it. And I don't, I don't mean that in a, you know, mean more Russ and push the pace thing. I meant just what it's looked like recently, even with Harden at the controls. Just our intentionality was just slower. We weren't as direct. Just a lot more. Like, for example, Kawhi Leonard got the ball twice in the fourth quarter against Austin Reeves. And he just didn't work quickly enough. He just waited too long. Defense loaded up. And he ended up taking tough shots. So And then Paul George was over-dribbling a bit too as well with Anthony Davis on him. So just bad execution from the Clippers. And we did create good enough shots to win, I think, throughout the game. But it wasn't as crisp of ball movement, as player movement. It just looked like they were a bit lethargic compared to the Lakers. Outside of Ivica Zubats, who I'm very disappointed we didn't win the game for because he had an amazing game. I mean, he grabbed every rebound. He was amazing around the basket defensively, finishing around the rim. 22 points and 19 rebounds for Zoo on 9 for 13 shooting. And Terrence Mann also played pretty well. And he only got 25 minutes. So coming up, going to be talking more about some of the decisions made by Ty Lue. And of course, the fourth quarter. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about game time. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals and all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. If you're in a situation where you don't know if you can go to a game because you don't know what time you're going to have work, or I'm sorry, get off work, or you don't know if anybody can go with you, well, game time is the place to go because it has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event even an hour after it starts. All you got to do is download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Clippers losing this one, 106-103. Coming into this game, they had won 19 out of their last 24 games. So 19 out of the last 25 ain't too bad either. 
Kawhi Leonard had won 12 straight games. This breaks that streak. So got to give credit to the Lakers, unfortunately. But yeah, LeBron James, I haven't really mentioned him besides the defense, but he was really good in this game. I don't think that our defense on him was particularly bad. I thought what was interesting was we had Zubats again come up to the level of the screen more like we've seen the last couple of games, especially against Reeves and LeBron. But in the fourth quarter, we went drop coverage on LeBron to see if he could beat us in the in-between game, and he did. You got to give it, give him credit. He was getting into that in-between, hitting those shots fading to his left. It was a good game for LeBron, and he had that monster dunk on Paul George. That was insane. I couldn't believe my eyes there. Even though LeBron's athleticism is otherworldly, from where, how far he took off from, I just did not think he was about to yam that. 25 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists for him, and then AD with a double-double, 22-10. and 10. But as I said earlier, three out of our big four didn't really have a good game. It was kind of a no-show. But let's talk about the decisions that were made in the fourth quarter that kind of affected us. So we tried to put Zubats for a stretch in the beginning of the fourth on Jared Vanderbilt to help instead of guarding AD, and then we'd have a smaller guy on AD so we could switch the pick and roll when AD was setting screens. Totally backfired. We had Norman Powell switched on to AD willingly several times, and he got abused. It was it was bad. It was really bad. And then we get Paul George and Kawhi and the fellas in, but I think that stretch at the end of the third quarter really hurt as well. Clippers, the, the main quarter, when you look at the distribution breakdown, it's 24-19, Clippers won the first. Our biggest lead of the game came in that first. We were up 16-7. Lakers took a 10-point lead. That was their biggest in the fourth quarter. But throughout that, it was neck and neck the whole way. I mean, no team could create separation. It was kind of an ugly game. Both teams were, you know, it seemed like they were getting pretty good shots overall, but they had to work harder for their shots than most NBA games you watch. And there was just stretches of some clunky play and just some sloppy play. But high intensity, and I'd say good defense on both sides. So I like those type of games a little bit more than the Indiana Pacers, Atlanta Hawks kind of deal right now. Second quarter, Lakers outscored the Clippers 30-29. to So again, Clippers went into the half up by four. But the Lakers in that third quarter outscored them 32-24. And as I said, nobody could really make a shot. And then Kawhi and Harden go to the bench. So you really need Paul George or Russ to start getting something going. And they really didn't. So... That was big, and the Lakers took advantage of us in transition um, at towards the end of that quarter. We did make a run in the fourth with Norman Powell hitting those threes, and we had Zouin drop coverage instead of hedging the screens or him blitzing. But I'll tell you, it kind of came back to bite us with D'Angelo Russell in the fourth. I was surprised that we were just letting him walk into things and you know simple pick and rolls with AD where he's hitting him for the pocket pass. Had we done the same thing we did to Reeves, and uh, you know what? I actually get why we did it, now that I'm thinking about it, because we don't want to concede open threes when they're making them. So we were like, you know what? Let's concede the AD long two, and he was making all of them damn near. It just felt like AD, you know, his jumper is not the same as it once was, but he's been making shots the last couple of weeks from the outside, and he carried it into this game. He shot 66% from the field, 10 for 15. So those were just backbreakers. I was like, this is going to miss. This one's going to miss. And they just kept making shots. It just, it was tough. So fourth quarter, Lakers actually got outscored by the Clippers, 26-25. Of course, towards the end of the game, you had the most questionable decision of all. Now, this is clearly not a Ty Lu thing, I don't think. Kawhi Leonard comes out of the game. With three and a half minutes left, 
By the way, I apologize for not mentioning that earlier in this episode because that was very relevant. But I think it's the reason why I didn't say it yet is because I don't think this one decision was the bigger reason we lost than Kawhi just didn't play well. Like, let's could we have won if he was in? Maybe, but he wasn't playing well. It's just the fact that we have faith in him because he's our best player and he should be out there. A minutes restriction? Why didn't we find out about this? Well, of course, what we we know why we didn't. It's not our you know fans don't know, need to know all these things according to uh, the people now. But at the, regardless, it hurt the team. I thought we were done with this stuff. I know we have a back-to-back against Phoenix on Monday. But I thought we were done with this stuff. I thought we were trying to win every game. What's an extra three minutes going to do? James Harden played 39 minutes. Paul George played 38 minutes. Ivica Zubats played 37. We, don't, we can't have Kawhi go from 35 to 38. Just completely ridiculous. And we, weren't, we were struggling to get good shots, too, in that stretch. Like, I can't believe it. And then turnovers for the Clippers just too much in the game. Lakers turned the ball over 19 times, but this is locked on Clippers. We look at it from our perspective. Forcing 19 turnovers, great. Committing 16 turnovers, no good. And let's let's read the turnover lines around the board. Paul George, 3. Kawhi Leonard, 3. Zubats, 2. Harden, 5. Russell Westbrook, Daniel Tyson, Mir Coffey, and Norm actually had 0. So nobody on the bench. It was all our starters turning the ball over. Terrence Mann had 1. Oh, disappointing there. They were really costly. But yeah, what else? I mean, oh yeah, I wanted to check when Kawhi came back in the game. I believe it was with, it was with 37 seconds left. Yeah, no, 17. Even worse, 17 seconds left. He came out with 247 left in the game. We were down by three. We had a horrible offensive possession right after that. Zoo got one of his 10 offensive rebounds. 10 offensive rebounds and kicked it out to Norm who got fouled on a three. I mean, it was a very good fourth quarter for Norm. He hit those two threes that pushed our 9-0 run, as I mentioned, and then he hit those three free throws. But that Torian Prince three was just massive. And then LeBron hitting that shot falling away to his left. That was big time. Now, another questionable decision. Kawhi Leonard had the ball against Torian Prince. He spun over his right shoulder and he lost the ball. Kawhi said it was off of Torian, challenge it. As a coach, when your best player comes to you, with, especially when it's Kawhi Leonard, who's a no-nonsense kind of guy, says challenge it, you listen. Now, you might think, though, we need to hold Ty Lue accountable, and we should, because that was our second-to-last timeout, and it was a close game. It was a one-point game. It wasn't that big a momentum changer. Had we gotten that turnover, because it was a dead ball turnover, not live ball, get back on D. He should have had a little bit more chutzpah. Chutzpah, I think there's a KH sound there. Or maybe a CH. <laughs> and, you know, tell him, nah, like, we're going to save it. Like, get back on D. But we took the challenge, or we challenged it, didn't get it, lost the timeout. Then he called the timeout with a minute 45 left in the game. And we didn't have a timeout for the last how minute forty five, like that was very disappointing. Like how that shot that Norman Powell shot at the end, at the end of regulation, it was halfway down. It was in and out. Amazing that he even got it that close. But it would have been nice to take the ball out, sideline out of bounds in our own side, and draw up something for like Paul George. But we didn't have any timeouts. So yeah, it was actually after Anthony Davis 
made that pull-up jump shot to make it 98-95. The Clippers called their last timeout with 2.47 left in the game. I said a minute and a half. 2.47. So the final three minutes, essentially, we didn't have a timeout. It's disappointing. It's bad management. So, and then, I mean, we went with the death lineup basically the whole fourth quarter besides those non-Kawhi minutes. But, I mean, it felt like we maybe needed, could have used a little more Terrence Mann in this game. He only played 25 minutes, and I thought he was good. You know, his three ball seems to be back, which is huge. It's going to be amazing, you know, down the line. He was two for three from deep in this game, a rare game where he was worse from two than three. He was actually 0 for two from two, 6.3 assists. T-Man is slow. It's, he's coming back. He really is hitting his three again. I thought his defense was pretty solid. And as far as matchups, Terrence started the game on Reeves. Kawhi was on LeBron. I love that matchup between Kawhi and LeBron. Zoo on AD. And then PG and Harden split their time between Reddish and Prince. As far as the Lakers side, LeBron on Kawhi. AD on Zoo. Reddish on Harden. I thought he did a pretty good job. Prince on PG. And then Reeves on Terrence Mann. But as I said, the one positive you want to take is Zubats's amazing rim protection his finishing you know Harden had some nice passes to him in the pick and roll and Zoo is just trending in the right direction and that's saying you know that's not saying enough about how well he's playing he's been amazing lately and his performance was just so great he almost dragged us to a W like he was just by far the best player on the court for us in this one and so I'm very happy with the way he's playing and I think again it's not a big deal. And coming up, let's talk about that very subject. How big of a deal is this loss? What does it say about the team? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. My Rams are in the playoffs. We got the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford. Going to be must-see TV. Place your bets, hopefully on the Rams, uh, on FanDuel. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live, same-game parlays, bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Clippers losing this one 106 to 103. They dropped to 22 and 13 on the season. They are 8 and 9 on the road. So back to being under 500 on the road. Let's fix that right quick. Oh, are there any stats I want to talk about from anyone else on the Clippers? I mean, Russell Westbrook was 3 for 9 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, 7 points, 3 assists. Amir Coffey, he shot one time and it wasn't even close. He was switching on to AD a decent amount when he was in. He had a donut. Daniel Tice, he played the least amount of minutes of any of the nine that played. Nine minutes, two points. He was a minus three. I thought he was okay. He had a nice block, but he's whatever. Like the thing, No, he's not whatever. He's been very good since he's been a Clipper. But I will say there, the, there's the weaknesses. He's just not that tall. So teams are going to go at him around the, when he's guarding the rim. Now, the Lakers, the one thing about them that's giving us more problems nowadays is that 
they didn't have wings or any sort of length and athleticism to keep up with Paul George and Kawhi. They could just shoot right over the top of their guards. Like their best defender against them were like Danny Green or KCP over the years and and Avery Bradley. Like those guys were just a little too small and too light in the ass, as Shaq would say. Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, LeBron, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, even Christian Wood, and now of course Anthony Davis. All those guys can be thrown at Paul George and uh, Kawhi. And like, let's be honest about Kawhi, right? He's looked quicker lately, but this minutes restriction thing, which was again ridiculous, like it really hurt us. And then uh, I don't know if he's injured or not. I think he's fine. Of course, he just came back from an injury, but he wasn't really able to get to the basket much in this game. Like he wasn't blowing by anyone, you know. And that's a little bit of a concern come playoff time. Like whether or not, okay, Kawhi did look. He had that fastest blow-by I've seen him have in years against Derrick Jones. He has been blowing by guys a little more frequently. But it's still a weakness for this team. And that's what you did bring in a James Harden. And I thought one thing that was interesting at the end of the game is I don't think that we attacked D'Lo enough in the pick and roll. I mean, D'Lo, there was one time he got away with a foul on Harden behind the three-point line. It would, would not have been a shooting foul. But it looked like Harden got hit in the eye. But we just we're keep going at AD in the pick and roll, and they're switching. And, like, <laughs> I mean... We're not throwing it down low to Zoo. We're trying to have, because we'd rather have Paul George shoot, but he's ISOing against AD, and AD did an amazing job several times. So, I don't know. I don't think it's anything too crazy to take from this, to be honest. I really don't. I think one thing you want to take positively is how well Zoo played, the fact that he's showing that he can come out on the screens now. It's not just drop coverage. And I think that'll bode well down the line for the playoffs. By the way, I would be very disappointed if I didn't mention this. Paul George's defense in this game was amazing. He's been playing so well defensively since Kawhi came back. I mean, so active. Point of attack defense was good. Contesting shots. His help defense was great. Just very active hands. Getting steals. Five of them, to be exact. Five steals and a block. And Kawhi had three steals and two blocks. So defensively, he was still pretty good. But Paul George... I thought he was good, but I think he should have gotten the ball more in certain stretches of the game. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 steals, a block, 3 turnovers on 8 for 18 shooting, 4 for 11 from 3, so he missed his last 3 threes of the game. Only 2 free throws for Paul George and only 2 free throws for Kawhi. That is not good enough. But it's funny, you can kind of say similar about the Lakers duo. AD 2 for 4, LeBron 2 for 3, so they barely got more. And I'll tell you what, I don't think the whistle was... Very good for the Clippers in this one. I'm not blaming the game on that, obviously, but it wasn't very good. Um, I thought we got the short end of the stick on this one. But yeah. By the way, when the third quarter like push for the Lakers started, when LeBron had that crazy dunk, it was two straight turnovers. One where like Harden had some turnovers that were just so weird, and I saw how frustrated he was in himself, where the ball just like slipped out of his hands. Like Cam Reddish just took the ball from him. And then they scored. And then Paul George had a reckless lob pass that had no chance of going through. And then that's when LeBron had that dunk on him. So kind of on him. But yeah. You got to give credit to the Lakers. Overall, I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. I think we lost to a team that was desperate. I think we played horrifically in terms of just shooting the ball. I think we've been so much better and we are better. It's just... Everyone's going to panic and get mad because it's the Lakers. And Clipper fans hate losing to the Lakers. I'm just telling you this right now. If this was any other team, you would not care that much. It's just one bad game in 
a stretch where we've won 19 out of 25. We are still better than the Lakers when fully healthy with these two rosters. We are better. There's no doubt in my mind. And we're the second best team in the Western Conference when fully healthy. I stand on it still. I don't care what happened in this one game. Kawhi Leonard is still that dude. He's still playing great basketball. And he's going to bounce back hopefully on Monday. James Harden is still playing amazing. He's going to have a great game. Russell Westbrook is still doing his thing off the bench. Obviously, it's tougher for him to get into a rhythm than the other guys. But he was still playing a little bit too recklessly. And Ty Lue made some questionable decisions. I don't blame the, the Kawhi minutes restriction thing on him. That's not him as we know. We got to bounce back on Monday and KD came back. So it'll be a game. Clippers lose this one 106 to 103. Let me know what you thought of the episode. I am really tired doing this. I don't know why, but I was so tired coming back and doing this. I had a long drive. I was watching the game with some Clipper fans. So yeah, I hope you appreciate the show. Let me know what you think. Always willing to get constructive criticism. You just got to shake their hands and tell them good game. I'm just a pain to say it. Just for this time. It is what it is. We'll see them again two more times on our floor. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper, LA Sports content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. Let me know what you think. Hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. The age old proverb continues Go Clippers.